Father Mike, take one. I'm name is Father Mike Schmitz, and this is Ascension Presents, um, answering the internet's most common questions about priests. Obviously, I am not in my living room right now. I am in the library of the St. Charles Borromeo Seminary. And um, tonight, I get to give uh, a, a talk at the Cardinal Foley Lecture Series. That talk, that lecture, will be available on Ascension Presents very shortly. Uh, and the topic is evangelization and the new media and what I have to say about that. Okay, uh, the very first question is, do priests get paid? Yeah, uh, most of them do. Typically, they get paid through their apostolate or through their diocese. So again, diocesan priests, that's all I know about because that's what I am. So for me, um, my ministry is I'm the director of youth ministry for our diocese, and I'm uh, the chaplain at campus ministry, both of those being diocesan operations. And so um, I get paid through my diocese. Parish priests get paid through the parishes. As far as I know, next question, do priests marry? Yeah, I did a wedding last Saturday. Just kidding. Actually, the answer is no. On the other hand, a married person can become a priest. So this is kind of a, an interesting thing that not a lot of people know. Even in the Catholic Church, there are some rites of the Catholic Church where priests are married, and there are some allowances for people who, like, were ministers or, or uh, reverends in other uh, denominations that were married that can get ordained priests. But here's the, kind of the distinction. While a married man can be ordained, an ordained man can't get married. So do priests marry? No. But can married people be priests? Sometimes. Okay, a rapid fire. Do priests still bless houses? As a matter of fact, they do. A priest bless anything. Um, I mean, there's actually a book of blessings that you can go through. It's like you bless cars, you can bless pets, you can bless horses, you can bless houses. Anything you want to consecrate to the Lord or anything you want to actually call down the Lord's, um, the Lord's presence, the Lord's blessing upon this uh, can get blessed. So priests bless houses. And I would invite you to do that too because it's actually very, very important. It's not just kind of a joke. It's a relatively serious previous occupant of your house or of your dorm room or of your apartment building could have done some things that invited a a an evil presence. And so when you move in, really, really good idea. Contact your parish, contact your priest, and ask him if he would come over to your apartment, your house, your dorm, and bless that. Great idea. Um, not a waste of time, but in fact, sometimes, like, the right thing to do. What's the weirdest, like, official blessing? Oh, man. There was something, though. Well, it's like fish houses. I don't know if there's an official blessing for fish houses, but I do know priests up in Minnesota who blessed fish houses. What do you mean by a fish house? Oh. Ice fishing houses. Oh. So, <laughs> no, they're called an aquarium. No, an ice fishing house that goes on in the lake on, when it's iced over. And you do priests pay taxes? They do. Here's a little tidbit, at least in this Minnesota law, is uh, priests are considered to be self-employed, so we pay a self-employment tax. So that's a fun fact, I guess, for that. What do priests do? Priests will say mass on a regular basis. They'll, they will uh, hear confessions on a regular basis, all the sacramental life kind of a situation. Um, then there's meeting with individuals. There's meeting with groups of people. That happens a lot, all day, in fact. That could happen in his office. That could happen um, at people's homes. That could happen in the hospital. That could happen in prison. But it's a lot of meeting with people after the priest has spent, hopefully, a lot of time meeting with God. But in the free time, people always ask, like, what do they do in the free time? And that has to do with basically what any individual priest like finds life-giving. They spend time with siblings and parents and, and nieces and nephews and stuff. That's so good. I, I love doing that. Others are into uh, different hobbies, like taking in sports games or participating in athletics or whatever, any kind of normal hobbies that people would have if they get a chance to do it. I know a lot of priests who hunt and fish. Um, 
at least in Minnesota they do. What do priests wear during mass? They wear what we call vestments. Why do you call them vestments? I don't know, base layer. Base layer is the alb. Um, the alb is the white layer and they call it an alb because albus in Latin means white. And then they have a rope around their waist. They call it a cincture because cincture means belt. I don't know. And then they wear a thing called a stole around their neck and that's called a stole because he just takes it. And then he wears a chasuble and the chasuble is called chasuble because it comes from the Latin word casula, which means little house. And it's this big poncho. looks like a little house over the top of the priest. Why does he wear the vestments, do you ask? Fantastic question. I don't know if you asked that question. He's meant to actually kind of disappear into the vestments. That here comes uh, Father Joe, if he just came out like with, with his own clothes on kind of thing, it's like, oh, hey, there's Father Joe. But then when he puts the vestments on, it's like, oh, no, no, he's actually standing in the person of Christ right now. Because sometimes, I don't know, Father Joe, sometimes he's a great guy and sometimes you're like, ah, oh, Father Joe. He's always living in the person of Christ, but when he's serving particularly in the liturgy, you really just want to be able to say, that's the minister, that's the person who's in the person of Christ. And I'm not distracted by the fact that earlier Father Joe cut me off on the freeway. It's like, no. He meant to disappear into the vestments, essentially. Those of us who are especially small, we really disappear into the vestments. <laughs> Next question, how do priests become bishops? For example, in my diocese right now, there's no bishop currently. And so word gets back to the Holy Father and the, in the Vatican that the Diocese of Duluth needs a bishop. And then there are people on the ground here in the United States, here in Min or over in Minnesota, uh, who will submit some names. Here are some people who would be, uh, some priests would be really good bishops. And they submit those names to the Holy Father, to the Vatican, and then ultimately they make the decision. Uh, then apparently a representative of the Pope will call the priest and say, uh, Father, Pope Francis would like you to be the next bishop of the diocese of whatever. And then he has an opportunity to say yes or to say no. Why do priests wear black? Mostly because we're really deep and um, we really think about death a lot, you know? Um, yeah, <laughs> sorry. It's simple, right? So your wardrobe is very clear. You wear a black shirt, black pants, and we have a promise of simplicity. And so that extends to our wardrobe. You don't have to, like, you don't have to scour through my clothes. What am I gonna wear today? So it keeps it really simple. And the second thing is, kind of like the Benedictines, they have a black habit. And I know the reason why they wear black is um, this Latin phrase, memento mori, which means remember your death. And so as often as they put on that black habit, it's like, okay, remember, at some point your life uh, will be over, and that's what I think every time put on the black. Not only that, see, there's there's always the forward thinking. Remember that your life will be over, so live today as if this is your last day. But also remember your death in the sense that we believe as Christians that we've died in Christ, uh, we've died in baptism, and we've been given new life in Christ, and we've given new life in baptism. And so it's not just a forward thinking. Remember you're going to die someday. It's also remember you've died to yourself to live for God. <gasps> oh my gosh, this is great. Why do priests kiss the altar? I don't know if you've ever noticed this, but on the way in and on the way out of mass, the priest walks up to the altar, bends down, and sniffs it. Just kidding, he kisses it. There are at least two reasons why. One is because the altar represents, it's, it's, a, it's a symbol for Jesus. Like, so we believe Christ is, at the sacrifice of the mass in, in Calvary, Christ was and is. He's the priest, the one offering the sacrifice. He is uh, the lamb, he's the victim, he's the one being offered, and he's also the altar. The other reason is because embedded in every altar, virtually every altar, um, every permanent altar at least, there is a relic, like typically a bone or a uh, yeah relic of a saint. Well, way back in the day, a lot of times Christians were literally driven underground, and so they would celebrate mass in secret in, um, in tombs and crypts. And some of those original altars that they would celebrate the mass on were the actual coffins or sarcophagi of 
the saints, those who had been martyred for Christ. We perpetuate that reality that we're not the first Christians to come along and we're not the last. And we're not even the greatest because we have these incredible saints who have given their everything for the Lord. And so in every altar, there's embedded that relic. And so when we bend down, we're not only uh, reverencing the altar as a symbol of Christ, we're also reverencing, uh, recognizing that we're surrounded at every mass by all the saints and all the angels that God has ever made. That's it. Go home. Go away now. If any of these questions you were like, oh, hey, go deeper in that. Put it in the comments below and I will go back and maybe give like a more thorough answer and a less snarky answer. Comment below. Uh, what are questions you would like to hear more answers for, whether they were things that we tried to answer today or other things you're like, hey, by the way, hashtag Ask Father Mike. Um, here's a question I've been dying to know the answer to. Also, I'm here at St. Charles Borromeo Seminary because I'm giving a talk, that lecture, on uh, evangelization and new media. And it'll be posted at Essential Presents very, very soon. Um, so please, uh, if you're interested, check it out. Anyways, thanks so much. And thanks for joining us for this whole thing. From all of us here at Essential Presents, my name is Father Mike. God bless.